This content is intended for adult cigar smokers age 21 and older. All right, Nick, good show. <laughs> okay. Uh, Greg's leaving to go take advantage of our brand new coupon code. Type in Long Ash all day Friday and Saturday, and you will receive 20% off your entire purchase. Some exclusions apply, but other than that, 20% off your entire purchase all day Friday and Saturday when you use the coupon code Long Ash. Nick, did you know I just got 20% off? Yes. Uh, okay, so here we are. What are we doing? What are Hi, we? guys. Long Ash. That's Greg. I'm you waving. Know, you know. Uh, we have an AJ episode today. It'd be nice if he was okay. here, but he's not. He's not. Um, it's been a long-ash week, you know? There we go. He's already chiming in. We're not even 30 minutes in. No. All right, I'm done. Are you? You, you suck down cigars. Like, uh, that's what she said. <laughs> Did she, though? Why, why is she telling you you're sucking down cigars in a provocative I, way? You know, uh, the only reason why I said, I said that's what she said, because I said sucking. That's the only reason. That's all it takes? Accept. Yeah. Yep. That's One word. It. One word. The nebula is sucking in all the black matter. That's what she said. Uh, yep. Wouldn't you, Chris? The, the one guy yeah. at NASA who's yeah. a douchebag. The, it'd the, probably be Omar. The one lax bro. <laughs> it'd be the, Omar. <laughs> no, he wouldn't say that. He's a no, classy guy. He'd be, he might drink. He might have a few beers in mission control. Uh, so we got some new AJs here we're going to enjoy. We have um, a new kit. We have a new kit we're going to talk about, and we're going to formally announce our contests that we're going to be starting next week. Um, starting off simple, but we're going to get a little more complex. Uh, they're going to be headed up solely by uh, Secret Chris, so thanks a lot for your help on that, bud. <laughs> Would you? No, I just made that up. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> he did that peer behind the camera. And Greg and I gave the same look like, what? <laughs> um, so a lot of good things going on. So let's talk about Can you hear that? Yeah, I can. Apparently, they're building the ark downstairs. Yeah, but even when, um, mm-hmm. even when you're filming your thing, remember the the knocking on the review. Remember when the knocking happened yeah, yeah. on the review? You're like, oh, they're even trying to get. I didn't yeah. hear any of that. So what you said didn't work. Oh, but I hear everything. I have right. The, I have so the ears of a panther. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I think we'll be good. <sighs> okay, so back to our cigars. Yes. Um, I did. <laughs> This is going to be one hell of an episode. It's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a home improvement slash cigar smoking episode. <laughs> While we're getting a roof fixed on. I am on. definitely Al Borland. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, I, obviously. Yeah. I am actually am because you're the, yeah. the husband with the, the kids. Yep. Who doesn't know about the thing that he's talking about? Right. He doesn't know how to fix anything. And I'm anything. the single bearded guy who knows everything but just can't get a, can't get a girl. Right. Can't get a gal. Wow. Wow. So, we should, and we should make a commercial like that. And I'm the neighbor. I forgot his name. He's the secret neighbor. He's the secret. Wow. Oh, my God. This is an improvement for podcasts. Oh, my God. <laughs> now we just wow. need, uh, now who, need to be, be, be canceled. Now we just need to be canceled by ABC for being too conservative. Um, <laughs> Goddamn Disney. Are they here? I feel like they're up here. I, so uh, just to give I everyone like a background. Tra- I feel like little set of feet. like the aliens are trying to get into like our the, house. the haunting of Hill House, and there's this <laughs> thing behind the wall. Uh, give everyone a little background. They are doing construction in our office right now. And uh, as you know, our formerly soundproof, formidable studio is now susceptible to just a few, a few background noises of construction. But we're not going to let that stop us, right, no. Secret? No, not at all. So let's enjoy these brand new cigars. No, no, Nick. Nope. Not happening. No. Mm-mm. Nah. Why do I, I sound like Liz? 
because that's what guests sound like on TV shows. <laughs> she's she's every guest <laughs> or every bachelorette. So I've been driving without a license for two months. Uh, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> so, two AJ cigars. I am smoking the brand new uh, Diaz de Gloria. Um, very good looking smoke. It's a, I did a review about it. The review should be up fairly soon. Fairly soon. But it's a throwback to like the, the pre-embargo era, um, the, like the glory days, hence the name, uh, of cigars. And, and apparently when tobacco was out of Zenith. Now, I know that's apparently the general thought among a lot Zenith? of cigar acts. Zenith, the top. Oh, God. The epitome. Gotcha. You you're, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> No problem, guys. Today yeah, on Home yeah, Improvement. Yeah. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> goo goo. <laughs> Why did he come in there? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I don't know, and this is a, a, little, a little critique right now. First of all, phenomenal cigar. I'll get into the blend and everything, and obviously I chose to smoke it again, so it's very good. But I am really getting tired. Cause I'm going to start making this podcast a little more real. All right? We've got to connect with our audience. We can't keep you doing the same bullshit. Okay. Right, Secret? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm tired of like the the throwback to this era and the, the oh remember the good old days and and it's using the same thing that we use in this like okay like that's cool that's 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 a good point yeah they There's always a lot they're always them. doing that man it seems like this year you know no it's you think so because like this is the first year like we're really into it and like seeing the new releases yeah. and everything but it's always it's always a throwback to the thing what would you like. New stuff, like well, keep, yeah. keep it modern. You know, look at what like Crown Heads does it, but they do it in like not a oh this is a throwback to the old cigar. Like they do like oh this is a throwback to like the old West or like you know uh, Johnny Cash or this is like a James uh, 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 Jesse James thing. But it's no, but I'm talking about specifically like old like, like Cuban esque. Like, I got you. And okay. it's a lot of company, but you. even even the, but the crown head stuff is like I don't know, but they they put yeah, like a, that modern like kind of hipster kind of twist right. on it, which is cool. Same thing with like Caldwell, he has like an older kind of theme, but in a modern way. It's not just all this. Oh, remember the times back right. in the old times? And it's uh, no, no, you don't. I wasn't we there, and you're gonna tell me that it was better in the old times? It's it, like I want to hear. I want to tell you something crazy. It's just like you make a good point about this. But I was talking to uh, Secret the other day about how there's some freshmen in college right now that weren't alive for 9 11. That That's was what I'm talking about. Old times, like that was always that was always my crazy. my cutoff was I was never gonna hook up with a girl who was born after 9 11. That's like no matter how old I get, I would never do that. <laughs> no, no. Fifty years old, you won't do it. Nope. All right. Yeah. I don't care good. if I'm 50 and they were born in like November of 2001. Like I just nope. That's my nope. It's my time. This is like my cutoff is wait. like 99, 98. How do you have a cutoff? I'm, I'm saying if I did. Oh, wait. Still, still why, dream like, dream, why, huh? Is there a certain reason it's those years? Uh, just something about like the year 2000 is just it's. I don't know. Whenever The Rock came out, that was my cutoff. The movie, The Wrestler. The movie. Oh. <laughs> Whenever The Rock entered the WWE. That's that's my cutoff. <laughs> But I, I have a question for you guys. Like, do you think like that's what it is nowadays? Though, like everything is nostalgic, so the cigar industry is trying to like chime into that. Well, I think it's more it's they're trying to get the tradition of cigar smoking out to more people, so they can 
feel the, the, the background of how cigars came about, I, I think, more than anything. I think they're trying to do what everyone else is doing, and it goes from comic books to movies to TV shows. I mean, Stranger Things and all the reboots is... Our generation has this like stupid nostalgia thing. Like it's a little just like out of that South Park episode with the member berries. Oh, remember this and remember Star Wars and remember that. And we can't. That's why there's. Uh, it's like an obsession now. Like the, those things. Like oh my my childhood times was the greatest times. Which like all right if that's what people are into then that's what you give them from a marketing standpoint. But like the modern day cigar smoker isn't clamoring for 1958 Cuba. We weren't no. there. No one was there. No. So, like, stop it. And, you know. Well, I think it's also this obsession about how everybody wants a damn Cuban cigar around in this country. Like, who cares why. anymore? I, I guarantee the tobacco you have now, there are better cigars now than there were in 1958. I'm telling you. And I think when Cuban cigars do come, if they do come to the States, it'll be uh, by a year, I guarantee no one will, will care cigars, as much. I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. Cigar sales are going to go up right, significantly because there's going to be people who maybe have had one or two and they're going to buy some Cubans. Um, and then they're going to level out. And then, first of all, the, 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 here, there's the big thing, is you will have a lot of international people coming here to buy them because they will be cheaper in the U.S. than anywhere else, most likely. Right. But they're going to realize that the construction isn't there, like we talked about. Yeah. Like, it's just not mm-hmm. there. Um, it's, right. it's not even the construction. It's just quality control. Right. So, um, but let me, but so that, that, that's my criticism. I mean, it sure. is a very beautiful-looking cigar, the Diaz de Gloria from AJ. I love the dual band. It's a very... It looks like the ceiling of an opera house, yeah. really. Um, and the cigar itself is stunning. It's a uh, Nicaraguan puro. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to use those little Spanish accents. Yeah, well, Nick Melillo did it in IPCPR, and I'm I like, know. oh, he's a white Italian guy from the Northeast. You're allowed. So I can, I can do it, right. even though he lived in Nicaragua for like 15 sure. years and speaks mm-hmm. fluent Spanish. Uh, so uh, me and him are the same. <laughs> But that's my only critique, is I, and I even like visually you're how gonna, it looks. You're, you're going to come out with attic cigars. He's the foundation. He's, you're the attic. I'm going to wear the same hat as his, but backwards. Exactly. Like Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. <laughs> if he could do it, you could do it, right? I know. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's the theme. It just bothered, like, like People are just so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. So that's my that's one of my rants for today. There's going to be okay. more. So why I like and cut this? Uh, I'm going to do what you I'm gonna use that? the uh, yeah. I'm going to use the cedar again because I did so well yesterday. Yes. Um, so I'm going to be smoking the new. Um, it's not new. It was uh, the Bellis Artes Maduro, which was debuted in 2016 at the IPCPR. But AJ made a new size, um, a Lancero that came out this year at this year's uh, IPCPR. He only made uh, 2,000 boxes. So it's kind of a limited release. Yeah. And the it's a box press with a Brazilian Matafina wrapper. Ooh, Matafina. Matafina. Uh, Mexican San Andres. San Andres. San Andres. I feel like if you I say th- it like that, people can't yell at you. Yeah, it's, it's like it's Andreas and it's Andres. Right. San Andres. And just. And just. And just. And just. And Nicaraguan filler. This is my first time smoking a Bellas Artes. Uh, did get a 91 rating on Half Wheel, the oh, Robusto. Yeah. This is a really good smoke. Yeah. Chris, watch out. Fire in a hole. Oh, you going to use a new one? I don't know if that's filled. That's new. It's not. There you go. Uh, it's a full-bodied smoke. Uh, I'm excited because I don't think I've have, had a uh, Brazilian Matafina cigar before. Mm-hmm. Wrapper, at least. Mm-hmm. 
huge fan of the Mexican San Andreas and Jess. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see. I'm uh, pretty excited for this one. And uh, I'm just waiting for you to burn mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. It's actually not lighting up as fast as the, the other one. I think it's because you un- undid it when you had it. What's so goddamn funny? <laughs> I'm just picturing last time he did it. Uh, the last time. I know, that, was second, every, that was second to last time I did it the other day, and it did, worked out he, very he well. pretty good. And I didn't have the courage to laugh then because I was new. Wow. Yeah, you guy. really grew out of your booties, didn't you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> really got an attitude on you. Yeah. He's up in those two T sizes. You have, you have, <laughs> you have such 1960s lingo. <laughs> Nick. Well, we're going to leave that down. Uh, I don't know any of the story on this, Nick. I forget, that was my one bad uh, gist on this. Is there any story behind this, the um, meaning of the name? Not that I know. I mean, dude, th- these days... Oh, I'm just curious. No, it's just, it's just usually like the story behind this is like a one sentence. Like, oh, throw back to the glory day. Like, it's just one of those things. Uh, I'm going to get a new one. Oh, why? Well, did you screw it up? Yeah. Well, on this episode of Don't Do This. This podcast is going down the drain, and yeah, I well, love it. Yeah. It's got to go somewhere. It's like that train wreck in the beginning of Unbreakable. What was the uh, second one? Split. I had to watch that one. Because the... Uh, Split was good. The new movie... What's it now? Glass. Was not good. The, 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 the glass wasn't good? The glass was not good. I didn't see it. Split was great, but yep. I heard mixed reviews about Glass. Mm. Uh, so no, no real backstory. Not that, I, Dual not band, that I know of. Dual band, AJ's name on the second band. Need to refill got, my, some, got some little... Need to refill my cream soda. Got some things going on on it. Don't, I have no idea. But, hey. Well, I wanna, I'm interested to see your flavor. Now, as, I remember flavor. saying this to, uh, to Gregory as I was lighting up the, um, the Gloria here for uh, the review. After I did the review, I smoked, you know, maybe a, a good third of the cigar. Um, AJ has such a wide portfolio now, and he does so many very good cigars. But what I like about him is, you know, you, you can have a great portfolio with, like, you know, a thousand very good cigars, but then every once in a while, he comes out with, like, one of his name brands, because they kind of get lost in the shuffle. Don't forget, he does all these things with General, all these things with Altidus, the entire Southern Draw line found. What does he do with General? He does the Hoyo Amistad. He did the Punch Diablo. Um, he does a lot of private labels for some of the, their retailers that they own. That's actually what got him really started in the business. Um, and then, you know, his name brands are always like, you know, San Latano. New World was, was really good, and the San Latano and the Bull and everything. But it was really, and every once in a while, he comes out with like Ramon Iones. Like just these, these kind of, they don't get like a, a kind of as much ink as the other stuff he's doing because it's not as boutiquey, it's not a small batch, it's not like, you know, everyone was talking about the brimstone this year. Right. Not a lot of people were talking about the Gloria, the you know, the right. S Gloria, um, but he comes out with just these bangers, man. These just heavy the Nicaraguan hitters. The Upman. The uh, yeah, the Upman one seventy fifth. That is that's some of his finest work. Right. And I would almost, I know the guy wants to make money and God bless him. I would almost rather him come out with like just one or two of those hitters every couple of years instead of just doing 20 cigars a year with different people. And then maybe one of them is like, they're all good, but then like one of them is a hitter. Maybe he loves it. Oh. Yeah. Well, money and loves doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? Because this thing is fantastic. It's got a great amount of spice to it. The presentation is good. That, that Nicaraguan wrapper is oily. No blemishes on it. Like, this looks almost perfect. Yeah. 
That's a good looking scar. Mm-hmm. Now, that's all Nicaraguan. Right? Sorry, I got a little retro. Oh, yeah, I got going. you. Uh, yeah, it's all Nicaragua, Nicaragua Puro. Okay. I'm not sure. It, it, I didn't, it didn't list the seeds anywhere. I'm guessing it's some kind of Corojo in there, Okay, I would assume, or, or a Criollo. So that, what, why I was asking is because the Upman's a uh, full Nicaraguan as well, right? And why is the wrapper color different from this one? This one has more of a sandyish, reddish color tint to it. Because it's a different, different seed. It's from, okay. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I, yeah, like Connecticut grows the Connecticut Shade, Candela, and Connecticut Broadleaf. It's just a different seed variety. Gotcha. And a different fermentation process, but... Yeah, I'm not sure what the specs on this are in terms of the actual... It's the, the exact opposite of every Steve Saka cigar. Right. This is the, the fourth priming of the third, and I picked it myself on a Wednesday, and here it is. Only Wednesdays at 3 o'clock. I love reading. Uh, you should... Um, are you friends with Steve on Facebook? Not on Facebook, but on Instagram. You should follow Steve and Skip Martin because they give really cool insights into the... Uh, into the industry, and it's, sometimes it's funny when they complain about customers. <laughs> oh, really? Well, because they'll be like, you know, uh, for example, Steve was talking about this one cigar that he, he made a test blend for. He wasn't really complaining about customers, but he made this test blend for, and he said that I ended up not releasing it because it was a really good cigar, but if you retrohaled it, it was almost perfect. It's like, I didn't have time to teach all the retail guys how to explain that. <laughs> so he's like, I just didn't release it. Then he, I think he's releasing it in like a very limited batch to like one store. He's right. like, I said, yes, like, I just didn't have, didn't have time to explain it to him. <laughs> or didn't trust him to explain it. They're coming in. Get, get down. Oh, that is fantastic, though. Some nice woodsy, a little cinnamon. I don't know if I'm getting cream from this or it's from my cream soda. I know. I don't know. Oh, that is fantastic, though. Great burn on it. And this is a thicker size. This is a 58. Yeah. 58 ring gauge. Let's see what we got on our planner for today. We are going to go into, you want to go on our first poll? Yes. So I, I need this one. I knew how it was going to go. Uh, our first poll, I said, which Maduro wrapper is better, Connecticut Broadleaf versus Mexican San Andres? And San Andres? obviously the king won because the king always wins. It's close, though. Yeah, but don't listen to that. Don't assume that. Don't yeah, but like it's it's not as close. And a lot of people don't even vote. It's like it's like voting for president. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. right. So why don't you explain? Is is there a difference between both? Oh yeah. What's the difference? First of all, words grown. Thank you. And both countries are stated in the sentence of right. The, so you got That's that. That's good. Which mm-hmm. Two different nations, even. Right. Mm-hmm. The same continent. Yeah. Yeah. So there's connection. Okay. Do you know they can, until the they can, no, but this is this is a true thing. Uh, there could be two fields in Nicaragua, ten miles away from each other, and you can plant the same seed in both fields, and they will grow to be like completely different tasting tobaccos. I know. No, I didn't know if you knew that. No, yeah, it's, it's, a, def- real, it's a real thing. Yeah. Like uh, Ometepe. Right. And, mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, Connecticut broadleaf in my mind, I mean, it's definitely darker. Um, so, if you look at, if you go through the rolodex of, uh, let's just say, the Roma crafts in your head. Think of what the Cro-Magnon wrapper looks like versus the Neanderthal. Right. Neanderthal is Mexican San Andreas. Cro-Magnon is Connecticut Broadleaf. Interesting. You, during the fermentation, it comes out much darker, almost like a black. Um, on, on Mexican San Andreas? No, on, on Broadleaf. Okay. Yeah. So like, if, if you had to pick which one of these two was a Broadleaf by the look, I would probably say the one you're smoking, just, just right. in terms of visuality. Now, the weird thing is, is there's sometimes there's Broadleaf... So and uh, and our dear friend John Huber even said it. Look at the Tennessee Waltz versus the La Coalition. Right, they're both Connecticut Broadleaf. 
does Tennessee Waltz look look anything like the Coalition wrapper? No. Not not even the same color. So they can have very different colors. Oh, I spoke to a Waltz this weekend. It was so good. Did you? And then I had a I did a trade with an Instagram gentleman named Aaron, and I got a. Uh, I can't remember what I gave him. I think I gave him some like a Liga Provada A, the long one, really long one. And then I got a. What was it? Oh, it was the Opus X Angel Share from 2014. He gave you that one? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. It was You're right. From You're my right. friend's bachelor party. It was fantastic. I mean, it was. It was really good. Oh, what the hell? Oh, so yeah. So there's definitely a color distinction. However, you can have, I mean, look at the Romeo San Andreas. So you can't. It's color wise, I tend to think that broadleafs generally turn out darker. I've seen more lighter colored San Andreas. But they're generally both dark wrappers. Um, I get much more of a sweetness from a broadleaf. Not that it is sweet, but I get a sweeterness from a broadleaf where I get more of an earthy, leathery tone from a San Andreas and even a little, sp- like a little more of a spice to it. Okay. San Andreas has been really impressing me recently, though. Past couple years, they've been really stepping their game up. There's been a few great cigars, like the... Um, Juarez? Sin Compromiso. Yep. And, and the Juarez as well. Yep. But the Sin Compromiso uses Mexican. Now, he does a really weird process with it. But yeah. But still, what do you say? It's 70, 80% of taste is from the wrapper? Yeah. So, you know. No, but I'm saying he does a weird process with the wrapper. Right. So That's true. Uh, sorry, I needed to sip my cream soda. What, what other ones? Top he uses San Andreas? Yeah. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, that's why I use it a lot. Um... I know the Romeo uses it. Uh, Neanderthal. Um, I, can't, I don't know, man. There's, there are a lot to use. I just can't think of it off the top of my I head. Got you. I honestly, the only time I follow a rapper, like I know which cigars have what rapper is the Broadleaf. Just because right. I, when I see it on Half Wheel or Cigar Aficionado or in one of our new cigar emails, it just automatically logs in my head as sure. that. Okay. So, uh, oh, um, the uh, Jericho Hill uses a Mexican San Andreas. And then Charter Oak has a broadleaf. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Right. He's all broadleaf, almost. Uh, no, the, the Wawense Maduro, the Wiseman Maduro does not use a broadleaf. Neither does the Victorian. Right. But, but then again, talking to Nick, he has a, a slightly, I, I want to say, more detailed um, definition of what Maduro means. In his mind, it just means like that, what it really means, like riper, darker, because um, he's he was calling the Victorian Maduro, but in the more general accepted sense, it's really not. It's not fermented. Uh, you know, it's, it's Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. It's not right. your traditional either Nicaragua Maduro, Mexican San Andreas, Connecticut Broadleaf, Pennsylvania Broadleaf. So it's, it's in my mind, it's different, but he's the expert, so I will yield to him. Of course. Hmm. So in the next 10 years, how do you see the cigar industry going? Like, what, what am I, Nostradamus now? <laughs> Maybe well, my crystal balls. How about, how about we do this? In the past 10 years of the cigar industry, so you've been in the industry for about... 10 years. 10 years. Mm-hmm. So since 10 years ago to now, how has it changed to maybe having a prediction in the next 10 years? The rise of the limited edition, the rise of uh, boutique mania, I want to call it. Uh, most of the time it's deserved, but sometimes it's just because... They marketed it correctly. So are you thinking more limited editions, limited editions? My God, I hope not. It's a little, it's getting a little crazy. Well, here's the thing. With the, the FDA is going to, 
the decisions made on the legal level with the FDA will determine the future of the cigar industry. So there's no real, even generalized answer I can give because I don't know. Ten years ago, no, no one thought this. They always thought they were going to come down a little bit, maybe on infused cigars, or at the very minimum, they were going to make a date and like, oh, everything after 2020, you got to do these things. But no, when the FDA laws came in 2015, the ruling was made not on anything coming out new from 2015. It was made on anything coming out from 2007, meaning a lot, a lot of companies, their entire inventory would be subject to FDA regulation. So right. like Romacraft, uh, Crown Heads, their entire stock of cigars. Steve Sock, I think, Malolo, forget about it. You know, they're, they're probably almost out of business unless they have just a lot of but they have a lot of plans in place and they've been fighting it there's been a lot of delays on the FDA's part um, but that's I mean, don't forget dude we used to be able to give out free cigars right you know we could do a contest where I'm giving out this box of cigars now you gotta be careful with that marketing you gotta be careful the, the labels you gotta be careful there used to be a, a company as big as who's like a nice like, like a crown heads would do like three or four releases a year now like maybe they do one or right. or and now you see guys like, look what Crown Heads did this year. Look what Nick Malolo did this year. They took one of their limited editions that they were doing an event, and they just made that their regular release. Right. Because it's just harder to come out with new stuff. Now, guys with a lot of money, a lot of backing, your generals, your Altidus USAs, they'll, they can still do it. It costs them a lot of money, and, right. you know, or it will in the future when the regulations actually start. But it, it's it's that, that's that's what's going to determine the future of the industry. All things being equal, if it's going to in terms of regulations and laws, are they say the same today? I don't know. I feel like Nick, have you noticed uh, the cig- the cigar smokers changing over the last ten years for good or like for better or worse kind of thing? The cigar smoker—that's tough to say. Like in the lounge or something. Like I, I guess They're that's what I was well, wondering. I it's, it's hard for me to say because I don't know if they're get not when I say getting younger, like if more young adults are getting involved in it or if it just when we modernized our lounge if we just attracted people who are already doing it who happen to be that age because our lounge before was just guys like 60 and above just hanging out there smoking like one cigar and just sitting there all day now we have a very diverse group of right. you know men women all ages all kind of occupations could you always out. bring your laptop and work in there or is that like you didn't need to before because you could smoke in the office true Right until uh, you could smoke cigars in the office until maybe five years ago, right before I right six years wow. ago before I started. When I started in the store, you, you could smoke cigars in here, but then that went out the window. I can see why. I can't. It's a cigar company. Oh, I got you. I can see why. But everyone doesn't smoke cigars in another part of the office. True. Um, I definitely see the decline in. I, mean, I hate to say this because, you know, we sell a lot of them, but uh, the bundle game, just by natural progression, if you, if you check out the demographics of people who buy bundle cigars, they're generally not your 30-year-olds. They're generally in the 65 and above. Right. So in 10 years, they're probably going to be smoking anymore or they're not going to be smoking as much. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like everything else. It's, instead of buying in bulk something good, people are going to want to buy, you know, they'll spend more money and they'll get something that's really refined, but they'll only get like three or four of them. So like, I, I feel like I'm a good representation of the new generation where I'm not gonna buy 50 good cigars and smoke 50 of them in a week. 
I'm no. going to buy three or four really nice ones. And when I have time after work or in a meeting where I could sit down and enjoy it, that's what I'm going to do it. You know, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to have a cigar in my car constantly. Yeah. I don't, I never understood the whole smoking a cigar in your car kind of thing. Dude, it's big. Skip Martin does it all. Skip Martin said on Facebook the other day, he's like, I don't understand people who don't smoke in their cars. Or he's like, he's like, uh, not what's like not envy. It's like the opposite of that. Like they should envy us. Got you. Kind of thing. He's like, he's like, what do people who don't smoke in their cars do? Um, I don't do it because I lease, and I'm not gonna. Yeah, I also know. have car seats. Yeah, yeah. You have children. I only have a 25 minute commute. Like, right. and I don't, I don't want to leave in the oh, I'll lit it up tomorrow. I guess I could do a cigarillo or something, but that's why I gotta get a, I gotta get a beater. So it takes me an hour for my ride. Would you smoke cigars in the car? If I had a beater, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I have done it after I would shoot a wedding. Keep to stay awake. What were you smoking back then? Well, it wasn't back then. It was one like recently. I only did it. I forget what I had. Went with uh, in the Subaru. No, it was my uh, partner's car. Your partner? business business partner. Hmm. Yeah, that's what they call it now. You guys are in business together. Yeah, for insurance purposes. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, fifty-fifty. It's like Cr- marriage. <laughs> you know. Chris gets it. What are you smoking, Chris? A Macanudo Inspirado Black. Just oh, you enjoying I, it? Yeah, just because I had it in my desk. And, oh, uh, there you go. have to get rid of some of those bad boys. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. I've never really had a Macanudo before. I've only had the orange one time, and this is my second time having a Macanudo. Give us a secret rating on it, Chris. Well, last time I gave a rating, I, uh, I failed miserably. Really? Yeah, uh, I gave the Arturo Fuente like a seven and a half, and you're like, he's going to come find me and kill me. Which one was it? The Añejo. Oh, yeah, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) These freaking new... These new smokers, guys. Everyone out there, listen. I got two guys here who do not like Dominican cigars. All right? And they actively seek them out and destroy them. I don't go out and talk to You go to other stores and you see their Dominican cigars and you set them on fire. Uh, Well, that's what you do with cigars. No, but in a bad way. (laughs) I probably would give this a eight point seven. Yeah, I can't believe you're giving that a higher rating than <laughs> Hale. I can't. I can't goddamn believe it. And that's not even a dist- even the people at Macanudo are like, is he kidding me? Is he for oh, real? No, I would probably redo the, uh, the Arturo Fuente. I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with it or what was wrong with me. That's the, the latter is what it's, you should be focusing on. It's not. It's not you. It's me. I invented that. That's what Arturo Fuente is saying to you right now. And your response is. Seven and a half. That's your goddamn response. <laughs> no, Arturo, I got to smoke the Arturo Fuente again. It's like saying, how would you rate like, a movie theater chicken finger? Eh, seven and a half. Oh, those are definitely eight. <laughs> You're, mm. He loves his movie theater chicken fingers. That was, you know, you have your articles. I was reading, uh, Aficionado put out an article the other day about like the history of like cult cigars and you know, your Drew Estates and your Tatuaje and this and that. Arturo Fuente was the, and they, they mentioned it in the article, was the first cult cigar company where it just became a phenomenon in the community. People were getting tattoos. They would follow them around. I used to go to the Fuente Mania event at um, the Ashton store in right. Philly. Out the door, people just dropping thousands of dollars. That's crazy. Because it was the only time you could, buy, you could buy boxes of Opus. And then for singles, they would have out unnamed reserves they would have opuses you've never heard of and i don't i don't need to talk about like opus like different brands like the purple or the blue 
like Opus sizes. You know, I got a couple BBMFs, a couple Power Rangers. It's ridiculous stuff. Uh, the regular. The regular five red. different Power Rangers, though. Oh, God, you're okay. <laughs> Love that show. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the movie? Yeah, yeah of course. It was Didn't terrible. Yeah. It was one of the worst things ever made. Really ruined my childhood. Really? Because like, I watched Power Rangers, and you're older than me. Loved Power Rangers. You were like nine, though. Oh, yeah. Teenage you name Ninja Turtles? Power Rangers? I was Rangers. nine. I was watching like Everybody Loves Raymond and The Wire. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Actually, uh, Band of Brothers came out when I was uh, nine and I watched it. <laughs> apparently, you matured a lot quicker than I did. At least in terms of my films. Well, know, yeah. Yeah, not uh, in terms uh, of just like life. Well, I'm also older than you, so. So we're even. Yeah. Even Steven. Yeah. Even Steven. Steven's even. Yeah, um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie did that for me, too. That came out in, like, 2000... Yeah, that was terrible. Was that 14 or 15? That that ruined my childhood. Oh, that one? I think about the original... No, no, the originals Ninja, I love. The original Ninja Turtles movie was freaking no, great. The, the first two were good. I like the third one, but no one does. The Secret of the Ooze? The third one, yeah. Is, oh, no, the third one's in Japan. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. That was, that was a good time travel. Tra- that, that was a good VHS on a Thursday afternoon. I think I'm just a sucker for time travel. <laughs> I love a time travel movie. You know what you would like? Yes. You see Time Cop? No. Oh, I love, I love, I love it too. You should Good see, ti- you should see Time Cop with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. So, what flavor notes are you getting out of that bad boy? Oh, a C and a D minor. Oh, okay. <laughs> what does that sound like? <laughs> oh. Um, it's very well rounded. Some very nice almond notes to it. Some some great nut notes in there as well. Uh, in addition to the almond, I know almonds and nut. I'm not a moron. I'm a little bit of an idiot. Uh, not overly spicy, but a, a nice under, little underlying spice. <laughs> uh, a very nice underlying spice. And again, there is a creaminess to it. I don't know if it's coming from the creme soda. Yeah. Creme de la creme soda. Creme brulee soda. Cream brulee soda. Oh, John, I hate John would. <laughs> Well, talk about John. I had the Luminoso over the weekend mm. to uh, do a, appease the crown heads gods. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry, John, because uh, when we, I did receive that cigar, I had a very busy weekend. So I finally had time to smoke it. You do realize that if you have posted one cigar picture between getting those cigars and this weekend, <laughs> he will find it. <laughs> and you, well, def- yeah. you definitely did. I did because I was at work. No, like you were, I, there was only a few home ones of you in between. Mm-mm. I'm starting to get a little bit of uh, a lot of spice. The cigar, yeah. yeah. You don't seem but pleased with that. It's um, a little much for you. No, not much in terms no. of like too strong. In terms of just like the flavor, too much, too much uh, yeah. of that flavor. Yeah, it's starting to open it up a little bit. It's not. What I do like is that it's not. There's no bitterness to it, which is good. Right. I do get a little subtle notes of like chocolate and coffee kind of thing going on. You might have liked it at a different size. Yeah. It's very concentrated in that size. That's what I'm thinking as well. Mm. I got to try the, I'll try the Robusta next. Do you know I was reading, so um, do you know who Zeno Davidoff was? He's the guy who owned Davidoff. Yes. Yeah, got it. I know. He, uh, he started, it was, it was his family store in Switzerland. Okay. Then I'll give you a little background. Friend, this is a good, good little background for everyone, yeah, including, uh, including Chris, who's paying so much attention. <laughs> that guy plays so much Candy Crush. It's amazing. Are you crushing? No, I don't play Candy Crush. What am yeah, I? No, 70? I got like 16, I I got 16 group messages going on that I got to be with the times. 
How many group te- text messages do you got going on over yeah, there? Yeah, you don't want to know. Yeah, it's terrible. Anybody that talks in group text messages are like, just get on the phone and hang out together for once in a while. Well, in my defense, too, one group text message is my buddies in Florida, so. So you cut oh, him out. My next thing on that is like, how can you keep up? Like, what happens if you're busy and all of a sudden you go back to like 17 messages? How can you go back 17 messages before? I don't. When I'm ever involved in a, in a, but, in a group chat, I just ignore it. And so, that, right. So, if you're not on top of it, you got to be on top of it. So now you're just confined to your phone because of a group message. My I wife does it all I the time. Ignore, what I don't like is that iPhone lets people know when you leave the group chat. It's like, oh, is this. I'm like, can't you just like stop ratting me out, iPhone? Well. Steve Jobs still scrolling me from beyond the gray. That guy's an asshole. <laughs> that's that's what it says He's on a his turtleneck. Arms. No belt asshole. He wore no belt. He would never oh, wear a come belt. On. He would just wear jeans, black shirt tucked in, do a lot of these hand motions. No belt. Snitching, and then a picture of an snitching iPhone on people. Son of a showing bitch. off a product that he didn't even build. A bunch of other people built for him. And we all bought the phone. Oh, yeah, we all have one. <laughs> Duh. What, what other phone would you get? A Samsung. The all-new Samsung Bull. What, what, kind of, what, kind of, what kind of phone does Anthony have? I don't know, man. A rotary? <laughs> so Davidoff. Hmm. Uh, so very prestigious shop, Zeno Davidoff made in Switzerland. Um, he was very well known in the industry. And then the 80s, or maybe it was the 70s, maybe 60s, 70s, or 80s, sometime in there. Um, definitely after the revolution, he was contacted by um, Cuba Tobacco, the state-owned company that you know, runs the Cuban cigar industry. To produce the Davidoff line, and they did it. And they so he sold it in his store, they sold it elsewhere, and, and Davidoff Cubans were known as the best, even better than Cohiba's. And that's where you get a lot of the modern-day Davidoff sizes and names from, so the Chateaus and the number ones and the adversarios. But he was just having trouble, especially in the 80s when quality was going down, quality control was becoming an issue then in Cuba. And so he severed their relationship with him, and he took – this is the story – a hundred thousand Davidoff Cubans that were deemed unworthy, and he burned them. Wow! Yeah, he was pissed. And then he started uh, working with uh, Heinke Kellner in the DR and making his line there. Davidoff Cubans that are left are considered the most prized possessions of cigar collectors. Interesting. Um, oh yeah, like a, a Davidoff Chateau from like the sixties or seventies. Like a, if, if you find, haven't had a box of them, that was kept in somebody's humidor for a while, they can go for tens of thousands of dollars. Um, the, a lot of the, the, the auctions houses. Have you ever had one? No, no. That, no. That's, that's not even a unicorn at, at, at this point. Yeah. You know, it's, it's beyond realistic to even find one. And it's almost like finding a, a bottle of like some wine from 1780 and then like, oh, go crack it open. Like, right. no, you just, you don't. Uh, but anyway, he, became, he was this kind of myth, mystic figure in the cigar industry, and he made a list of like etiquette rules, like what not, what and what not a gentleman would do. Um, and but one of the ones that I really disagree with is he said you should never smoke a cigar more than halfway. That's crazy. I know. You gotta remember the time he was coming in. He was probably born turn of the century, right? So it was different back then. You know, you the people weren't you you weren't an aristocrat like on the smoking deck of the Titanic, like nubbing a cigar. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, is, it, is it because there was more chances of it being like bitter as, as you got I don't know, closer? man. I honestly don't know. Maybe. But I'm actually going to pull up. Maybe we can go over these. We'll go over some of his rules. Sure. So here are some of the don'ts from Zeno Davidoff's very famous uh, cigar etiquette book. 
Never use a pen knife to cut or pierce the end of their cigar. Never touch the flame directly to the foot. Simply rotate it around the edge instead until it begins to burn and then puff on it lightly. Lighting a cigar should be a personal experience. Never ask someone else for a light. Mm -hmm. Never indulge in exhibitionism, whether you are lighting or smoking your cigar. I don't know what that means, really. Like, I, I get the words in the sentence, but I don't know. Read it again. Never indulge in exhibitionism, meaning like don't do it like, out in public, kind of. Like, you know what exhibitionists are, right? No. It's like people who like to do it in public, so like, people watch. Like they'll do it in like behind like okay. a, behind like a CVS. Why are we whispering? Because I don't want to say it too loud. Oh, okay. In case there's kids listening. Kids? Never relight your cigar if less than one quarter of it is leaf. So if you smoked a quarter of the cigar, don't relight it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, never put the cigar in your mouth to relight it. Okay. Um, clench your cigar between your teeth. Wet the end. Don't chew or slobber on it either. Don't smoke too quickly. Don't ever use a cigar holder. Why? No, no, no. Like not, not, not that kind of cigar holder. Like a like a roach clip. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Uh, never smoke whilst working. Okay. I mean, except for us. Well, yeah. Uh, never hold a cigar between your index and middle finger. Always hold between the thumb and the index finger. <laughs> Two a-holes. <laughs> uh, never smoke whilst walking in public. Never smoke more than half the cigar. Never put the cigar out by crushing it in an ashtray. Let it die a natural death. <laughs> and never chain smoke cigars. This feels stupid. Some of the... He has a lot fewer do's. Do. Warm the foot of the cigar slightly before puffing on it. It's the ghost of Zeno Davidoff. Oh, <laughs> um, sorry. Always remove the band carefully after lighting it. It should only take a minute for the gum on the cigar band to be sufficiently warm to remove the band with ease. Uh, take your time smoking your cigar. A puff a minute is about right. Okay. Hold the cigar between your index and your thumb, not between. Allow the cigar to die a dignified death. After it's smoked halfway, it will go out on its own. Um, dispose of a dead cigar discreetly and quickly. Wait at least 15 minutes between cigars as anything less indicates obsessive behavior. This he is just more said like not to a, chain smoke, but he just said wait 15 minutes before. So that's not chain smoking. Chain smoking is literally like as soon as this dies, I'm putting another one in. I mean, 15 minutes. It's not like, you know, maybe an hour. I could, I could respect that. 15 minutes. Like, that's not even, a, that's not even like an episode of Seinfeld. It's close because with commercials, it's only like, what, 22 minutes? 22 minutes. Yeah. I mean, you feel accomplished after that. Building Noah's Ark downstairs. Apparently. And Zeno, he's pissed we're talking shit about him. He, it, he would be a very... I, I, I would have loved to have talked to him. He's a very interesting guy. I did have the pleasure, in terms of the greats, I, I have had... Um, I mean, we needed a translator, but outside of this an interview, I had a great conversation with Pepin Garcia at the Ashton dinner, my first trade show in uh, New Orleans. I sat next to him, his wife, and I can't remember her name. She's one of their like main VPs or main reps, and she translated. But he showed me how to properly light one of his cigars. He gave me some out of his pocket. Really, really cool like, experience. Nice. Very knowledgeable guy. Very, uh, very nice man. You should start learning how to speak Spanish. I've been saying that, but... Nah. <laughs> yeah. Why work? 
Yeah. That's Are you learning? Uh, yeah, when you start. I thought you were actually going to buy tapes or something. Yeah, well, I was, I was going to, and then fantasy football started. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's more important to listen to than this. Yeah, it's more important to listen to Boomer Esiason. <laughs> Boomer. Um, and uh, let's quickly, we're going to finish this up with two things. First, we're going to talk about how we would design our own man cave. What would be in your man cave? I think your man cave at this point is just a house with no kids in it. That would be fantastic. It could be, a, it could be an empty house it, with no furniture. It, it would be like a vaulted door so no one can come in while I'm down in my man cave. That's definitely a need. But I, I would go 75, 85-inch TV. <laughs> Kegerator, definitely. Um, have to have a bathroom down there. Have mm. to. Oh, yeah. What if you get one of those bathroom recliners? That's disgusting. But I want a couch that has the recliner with the cup holders. Ooh, good call. Need and that. the chargers in it. Yes. What the hell is that? What about- <laughs> it's a grenade. That's um. what it sounded like. <laughs> what about Secret this? just comes and jumps on it. <laughs> and a coffee just explodes all over. Somehow the shadow stops it. <laughs> My fat shadow is like, no, no, no. What about, <laughs> what, what about the sofa from Seinfeld with the fridge in it? That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, but the kegerator helps out with that. And then I would go, so I have a Mariano Rivera signed jersey. So I'd frame that bad boy, put that on the wall. I don't know why you have that. You hate the Yankees. I love Mariano Rivera. Oh, you hate the Yankees. He's my favorite baseball player. But he, you hate the Yankees. It doesn't mean I, anything. That doesn't mean anything. Everything you rep- he represents. Is the Yankees, and you hate it. Yeah, but he represents baseball, and as the best closer, and that's what my position was. Best closer on the best team. Well, yeah. I mean, when you have the best closer in baseball, it's hard to lose. Even though he literally lost big games for us sometimes. 2001 World Series. Yeah, that's it. I'm just saying. I love Mariano. I know what happens. I would take that percentage over Diaz. I'm a a Knicks fan. I would frame a Michael Jordan jersey in a second. Right. He didn't play for the Knicks. (laughs) <laughs> right, I'm going to go downstairs. So now. what do you got? I don't know if I want a couch or I think I want similar to yours. I want like a couch, but with like that nook, like the, like a bar nook. No, like what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the an L couch or like a U oh, couch. Oh, like uh, with the, the, um, not shuffle, no, um, chase. Uh, a chase, but I want the chase to be a recliner. I don't think they make that. Yeah, I know. This is a magic. Wow. This is a fake is, thing. Is this, a, is this an Anthony idea? No, you this is a me Call idea. your dad, patent it uh, right now. Dad, <laughs> if you're not listening, because you never do. You're not proud of me. <laughs> um, but I would want that with the, with the, uh, the cooler arm. Okay. Like one arm is the, just, like, right. just for a couple beers or a couple, right. or a couple cream sodas. The other arm, like uh, charger and stuff. Huge TV. Um, Xbox. Uh, big humidor. Um, ventilation system. Yes. So I could smoke. Good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, mini, mini fridge and, and small like cabinet for snacky poos. Um, Popcorn machine. Wall projector you know, for video that. games, like a, like, like a duck hunt or whatever, where you can do Ooh. it like against the wall. Like, that's what Joe Rogan has. He has like an like a archery game. I'm shocked Joe Rogan has that. No, it's dude, but it's like you actually shoot the arrow against the wall. It goes into the wall, oh, but no it way. has like a it's like a game. Yeah, it has oh, like a sensor wild. on it. It's freaking awesome. That's when I cool. get on his podcast one day, I'll tell you about it. Yeah. This is a pitch. <laughs> I'd uh, love a golf simulator in my man cave. Yeah, call my, uh, my my buddy Louie has that in his um That's awesome. in his condo. They That's have a golf awesome. simulator. I would I also wanted to like frame like 
movie posters too. I think that would be cool. Like have one wall of just movie posters. So like like a like a Chili's. They don't have movie posters. Do they have like a Planet Hollywood. Well, sure. I haven't been to a Planet Hollywood since eighth grade, dude. They had such an opportunity with that place, but they, the food oh, was really, such it's, garbage. It's terrible. The food was grade, so I bad. I didn't even want to eat it. Like at least you go to Harrow's and like the food's good, you know, right. or a, or a, what's the other one? What's like not Planet Hollywood? Hard Rock Cafe. Hard Rock Cafe. Like the food's good. Yeah. And it's also not expensive. It's like slightly above like a like a hula hands. Right. You know, so you, I, you can get a good burger for 13, 14 bucks at I, a Hard Rock. I remember I was younger and I saw a photo somewhere of Sylvester Stallone and Bruce Willis at like the opening of Planet Hollywood. And that's why I want to go. Yeah, it was it was Schwarzenegger's restaurant. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Oh, no, right. it was Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis. It was their restaurant. So I was watching uh, Last Action Hero the other day. Good movie. Oh, dude, so underrated. So goddamn underrated. Have you seen LAH? Uh, you ask me every day, and the answer is still no. I probably asked you once before. So quit the exaggeration. Calm down. You got to watch it, though. It's on Amazon. You can, you can rent it on Amazon. Uh, so it's like he comes, remember he comes out of the movie right? and he meets the real Schwarzenegger at an yep. event. And as he's walking down the aisle, the real Schwarzenegger with his wife, she's like, just sweet hair, like, don't plug the restaurant, please. Like, it's really, it's like really weird when you plug the restaurant. So like, oh, hey, Arnold, like, what do you think of your new movie? He's like, it's good. Speaking of great movies, you got to check out all the movie memorabilia at my Planet Hollywood restaurants. That's great. <laughs> he starts plugging it. I went to one in, so my first time ever in Atlantic City, I was like 10 um, we had gone out of Wildwood and we met up with some of my cousins and they're like, oh, you know, Atlantic City is only like an hour from here. So my parents wanted to gamble. We went to like the kids casino, which is the same as a regular casino, but instead of giving you money, you get garbage prizes, but sure. it's still gambling. Right. Uh, and then we went to uh, Planet Hollywood one night. Oh, man, was it in AC or was it? No, it might've been when I was in DC. I think it was in, when I was in DC on a family vacation. Yeah, you see DC. Thunder. Um, and I just remember the food. Like I, I was ten, and I was a fat ten. I was, I was a fat kid, man. Like I'm big now, but like imagine, like I was fat. I was, I was probably pushing one eighty five, one ninety, maybe two hundred pounds at ten years old. I was big, so like I just. How tall were you? At ten, four something. Wow. Yeah, dude, I was a fat kid. Wow. Chubster. I didn't learn how to like Obviously. dress to my fat. Well, I, then I lost weight. Yeah. And I didn't learn how to dress my fat until, uh, uh, what month is this? <laughs> when I started buying these, these Stafford J.C. Petty yeah, shirts. The, yeah. So I just remember being at 10, like getting this like burger, and I was so hungry because we hadn't eaten since lunch. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> and it was, it was an hour before. I was starving, and I'm like, Jesus, what are we going to do? So I'm eating this burger, and I remember thinking like, yeah, this burger is gar, and I felt bad because like we were like solid middle class, but like that's a, f- a expensive place to take three kids, you right. know, and two parents. You're looking at close to like two hundred dollars yeah. if, if they got a drink each. My parents. Yep. And I even remember saying like, and I'm not usually this nice to my parents as a kid. I'm like, Dad, I feel really bad because I know it was a lot of money, but this burger sucks. <laughs> He's like, I know the, the food's like we, we just won't come here again. It's okay. That's a shame. It was. I used to eat whole racks of ribs at Longhorns. Just a freaking sl- oh, slide down. I used, to, I used to do that. Not at 10. Mm. High school when I finally grew, grew High up. High school is when I gained more weight because then I had some money in my pocket and then like my parents would make me lunch. I'd be like, nope. Breakfast sandwich, mozzarella sticks. Oh, boy. And then after school, they would like make like one thin crust pizza for 50 kids <laughs> and you had to fight for it. I always won. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of man caves and kits and man's transition and women, uh, uh, the, the hunting season is now upon us. Yes. So we decided for this month's kit, we're going to put together. That's right. We're going to put together a nice little uh, cigar kit for the hunter. Yeah. So you could take it out in the woods with you, or if you're just hunting people in your backyard. Don't do that. Most, I mean, if it's legal, if you're in Louisiana, you can absolutely do that. Most dangerous right. game. Yeah. Well, so in this kit, we have one, two, three, four, five, five items. First, we have you definitely don't get a saw. That's, yeah, yeah. You don't get that. You get a Zycar camouflage five cigar travel humidor, green with camouflage logo, and a Zycar camouflage cutter. That 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 that's a that's a that's, fancy that's looking nice. cutter. I want to see that cutter on its own. It's probably thirty bucks. This is smooth. It's very smooth, and that, that'll fit a sixty or seventy ring gauge. Oh, if yeah. you're a big smoker, that'll fit. Um, in terms of cigars, we're going to give you a five pack of our in-house Bone Shaker blend, one of the strongest cigars on the market, very flavorful, handmade in Nicaragua at the Naxa factory, the same factory that makes Micarita and Umbagog. Okay. You um, smoke that bad uh, boy, the deer come. Yeah. Or they'll just die over there yeah. from, from the heat. Maybe they'll slow down. Um, you're going to get an Asylum um, single flame butane lighter, and then you're going to get a folding knife from Gurkha. It's actually a really cool knife. I'm going to post pictures of it as well on the Instagram. But um, So you get the, uh, the Gurkha knife, which I think is valued at like 100 hours or more. It might even be 200 hours. Well, the whole, the whole kit on the knife. together is $149.35. Value. Value. Yeah. What are, we, what are we selling it for, Greg? We are selling it for $49.95. $49.95. Only made 10 of them. Yeah. So do you all you... All you got to pay is $50, and you get just the, the travel humidor and the Zycar cutter. Can you stop waving the knife at me I mean, like It's not that. going anywhere. I know how yeah, to handle well. the knife. <laughs> hey. Um, just the travel humidor and the Zycar cutter alone, I think the MSRP is $50. So think of it as you're buying that. You're getting the Gurkha knife. You're getting the Asylum butane uh, torch, and you're getting a five-pack of bone shakers. So $150 worth of stuff, we're getting it $49.95. Perfect for hunting. You can't even see the humidor if you right. leave it in the woods. So no. don't. Maybe mm-hmm. put it in your backpack. Yeah. But uh, we'll put the link up with the uh, yeah, podcast. Just check the uh, eye on the top right hand yeah. corner of the uh, video. You'll see that pop up. Uh, check in the link as well. The uh, link will obviously be in the description as well. Yeah. And then check Instagram too. I'll post about it on Instagram. Um, final thoughts on the Bella's Artes from AJ Fernandez. It did get better. Uh, Definitely, you know, it's your typical, I, to me, Nicaraguan cigar, spicy, little, little hints of leather, little chocolate, the same things that I have in every cigar that I smoke. Uh, Maybe you got to start reading more reviews. I do. Yeah. But it'll expand your vocabulary. Yeah. But it's just one of those things. What else is there? There's a lot. There's nuts. There's cinnamon. There's citrus. There's Definitely chocolate, there's dark, char- dark chocolate, there's cream, there's I vanilla, say there's, dark chocolate there's with this. touches of honey, there's wheat, there's earth. Definitely not. No. Say more leather than earth. Yeah. So there's a lot. More, more heaven than earth. I mean, dude, I've seen cigar reviews that say pencil lead or, or barbecue seasoning. Who's licking pencils? Half wheel. <laughs> uh, so Hunter's Kit will be available now. Thank you very much for listening this week, what about guys. Yours? What, are you, what? what are you rating? Oh. It was, oh, it was very good. But they can see my review on it. Like it's, it's, it's very, very good. Okay. I'm giving the 
Fiesta Gloria, solid 88.7. I'm going to go 85. Mm, solid rating. Yeah. Very solid ratings. Um, so thank you very much, guys. Appreciate your time. Keep listening to the Long Ash Podcast. We're going to have some cool guests coming on soon. And uh, make sure you check out our Instagram and Facebook on Tuesday for the announcement of our first of our weekly contests coming up. We're going to be giving away some really cool stuff, um, limited edition humidors, hats, shirts, cutters, lighters, ashtrays, you name it. We're going to be giving it to you for free. So check it out on uh, every Tuesday on our Instagram page. Otherwise, have a very good weekend. Bye.